Hey, everybody. Welcome hey, to... episode. We're not giving the numbers anymore. Nope. Who knows what it is? I mean, it's 14. Who cares? But, uh... Oh, gosh. <laughs> dang it. This is about movies? Well, I made the joke last time. I was like, next time I'll definitely be 14. But don't expect us to keep counting it. And uh, you still did. Well, because this is the next one, and it already had established it was 14. You know, yeah, but when, you know what I mean. What's going to stop so you next, from continuing? So next time when it's 15... I'm definitely going to... You said this last time. Say <laughs> I can't trust you anymore. I can't trust you anymore. You've already established yourself to be untrustworthy. Uh, you leave. Just leave. <laughs> we watched Come On, Come On. Come On, Come On. Mike Mills directed uh, Walking Phoenix and... The coolest little English boy that we don't little, remember. We should probably get his name. We did not look up his name. I would like I'm to take look this up time to sincerely apologize on behalf of the podcast. Right? <laughs> I'm very sorry that that exists <laughs> on your phone. Um, picture of me being a uh, weird... Uh, doing duck face. Duck face or something <laughs> that I didn't even... I don't remember doing, but apparently uh, I had duck faced. Yeah, um, Woody Norman. That's yeah, Woody. Woody Norman. Uh, yeah, I remember other people saying this. Woody name. Norman, Gabby Hoffman, and Scoot McNary. Yeah, Scoot Dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with that boy Joaquin. We really like this movie. Uh, we had a good time. Whoa, spoiler. So, uh, sorry. Uh, we <laughs> we had opinions. We had strong opinions about this film. No, we liked it. Uh, I, I don't know anyone that would watch this movie that would be like, I did not like it. Unless, I know a few people. Unless you just, well, I don't know. Like, unless you're just not down for like a... A good film. Uh, yeah, I get slow. it. There's a lot of people I know that just aren't down for good movies. <laughs> it is kind of slow. I'll give you that. And it's it's a small story, but it's not like some huge epic Lord of the Rings. But I, I don't I don't know who would watch it and be like, no. I mean, it's just that type of movie. But I mean, obviously, we talk about this more later. Right now, it's come on, come on, come on. Hey, what do you think about the future? I think it's I think it's coming. <laughs> Getting, I'm getting trolled by some fake person. They're blowing up everything on my Facebook wall, liking everything. And it's not even a real part. What are you doing this for? Like, what do you get out of this? <laughs> I'm going to create a fake person and like everything on some person's Facebook. For what? It's just like, that's a waste of your own time. Stop it. It's probably, maybe it's someone you know. And they're going to be like, hey. You ever, well, seen, like, you ever seen this guy? You ever seen this guy? I would, I would. That's another thing. Like, I would assume it's someone that I know. Otherwise, why me? You know. But I don't know. that's so weird. Things like weird. That. Who? Why? What's the point? And I, I'm one of those people that hates getting like notifications on my phone anyway. <laughs> so when, I, when I opened my phone just now, when you went to go to the bathroom, I was like, 13 Facebook? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I? I. It was me. <laughs> you're, you're posing as a Floridian woman. Yes. That's my alter ego. I I thought you would think it was funny, but it's clear now that. Well, I mean. Don't. I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's I'll, just a face. I'll get him. <laughs> like, like, are you getting someone? Are you getting them by liking their stuff? You know, what? I'm just going to like, I, sometimes I need to role play as a Floridian woman and I just need you to, to play along. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. What is it? I guess I'm supposed to be like, oh, a lady liked my stuff. I'll friend her and give her my bank account info. Is that what I'm supposed to do? No, I think this is for them. 
And you need to like, like <laughs> they need you to, to participate in the farce <laughs> and in doing so, help them unlock something yo within themselves yo jensen lady in florida who's definitely real this florida woman's name i'm is so ex- i'm so excited <laughs> that you liked all of my facebook posts thank you so much keep them coming keep them coming <laughs> here's my bank account <laughs> keep liking them more it makes me feel good oh man maybe that's what they're out there for maybe they're just, they're just trying, trying to, to spread like, joy like spread joy but they're a little too aggressive <laughs> And it just comes off weird, but this, yeah, this, uh, Jensen was created like two hours ago. The profile, she has two posts. One was an hour ago. One was two minutes ago. I'm supposed to look at that and go, that's a real person. (laughs) Maybe she's just using you initially to like make herself legitimate. People are going to be like, Oh, look, she she likes everything on Jeremiah's page. Well, it's like the, uh, like one like for a like, one follow for a follow. Mm-hmm. She'll take over the world one day uh, as a me. as a fake. <laughs> <laughs> Who is running Jensen's profile? Whoever it is, a millionaire. And I was like, oh, I was there. Yeah, one day a four chan bot is going to be president of the United States. I'm pretty sure one already was, but we don't get political on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Or actually, no, it wasn't 4chan. It was technically 8chan. 8chan. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely a part of the Team Q. Yeah. Watch that on HBO. Team Q? Uh, Q Nation or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I think they actually found Q. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can't because I. that's one of those things for me that is so easy for so many copycatters. To just come in and be like, and then by that point, it's like, how do you actually find the originator of that? Who they found and who they say it is, was in a position to always know who it was. And then there was that whole thing where it got taken over and it was clearly someone else. It's kind of clear that it became him after Mm. because there was some internal falling out. So, yeah. As tends to happen when you. Well, well, and it would fit nicely in the narrative of even like what was happening with 8chan and what was happening with an admins on that site. Mm-hmm. It all seems to correlate. So it was probably like that one guy or not that one guy at first, but that one guy adminning the site would have been able to see who was posting from where or at least from where. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But uh, and but I think he took over it. Like he blocked the real Q, the original one, and then he took over, and it kind of got beyond him. Quit. Mm. Uh, well, I, I guess after January sixth, after uh, Trump didn't Prophecies reinstate, didn't come true. <laughs> yeah. Who who saw that coming? Oh, Trump wasn't. You know that to whole walk back in and go. No, still me. That whole that whole time. I, I couldn't help think about the opening episode of season three of the leftovers um, with the uh, that family in that small little quaker town mm-hmm. that uh they follow that that preacher that's making prophecies about certain dates and certain things that are going to happen and then slowly but surely as they don't happen the family sort of falls apart and there's only one member of the family that's left still believing and how could you li- s- it's like very how could sad you still believe after that like, very sad, oh i so. miscalculated the date no herald camping like none of us believe 
that it was 2013. Oops, nope. 2015. Oops, nope. No, there's, a, there's actually a lot of there's actually some stuff. People have done some studies into that, and a lot of it doesn't have to do with. It's not like you'd be stupid to believe it. It, ha- it doesn't have anything to do with that. It has more to do with I'm already so invested in this that like I co- cost benefit. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like me it's a fallacy. It. It's like it, it's it's not a. Um, I can't remember the term for it, but you're not. Uh, it's a logical fallacy of thinking like, well, I've already invested so much time. I should just keep going. It's like the idea that oh, like sunken ship. Yeah, it's the, the idea. Well, the idea like when you're reading a book, if you don't like the book. And you've made it, you know, yeah, halfway through. Halfway you go, now. I'm already halfway through. I should just finish it. When really, if you don't like it, like it doesn't matter that you've committed that much time S- to it already. You should just ship. stop. Sunken cost. What did I say? Sunken Maybe that's ship. what it is. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's kind of the idea. Is that it's like it would be more embarrassing to admit that you were wrong than it would be to just commit and and block out and just deny any naysayers or people that you know. It would be. At that point, you've already committed so much that you feel like you just got to stick to it. I've I've also tried to get to the point where I'm like, if I don't like this, I'm out. Yeah, no, it's it's something that we all do <laughs> it's in different you have to in different things, and so that's it's sort of at an extreme level when it comes to things like that. Uh, and so, it's a tough thing because it's it's you know it's anytime people most people don't think that they would ever fall for any type of scam or conspiracy theory or, you know, they, that they would fall for something that wasn't real, but like anybody's susceptible. And so you gotta be, it's good to have a tight, yeah, a tight the, circle of people who care when about the you. The Prince of Nigeria. You. Well, yeah. Okay. Asks yes. You but like, personally for help. You respond. Yes. Yeah, of course. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the Prince. You kind of have to, it's the rule. He's the yeah. crown Prince. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like we said, we don't get political around here. That was, a, that was an office quote. Don't talk about, yeah. I know, I know. No, I mean for the, for the, for, for the people. For the people. <laughs> for the people. Um, and that's a great segue into Come On, Come On. <laughs> it um, sort of is. A yeah. film about the people. <laughs> for the people. Actually, I was trying to make a segue earlier when you were talking about that person pretending to be the Floridian woman. Yeah, what was that have been? So, uh, well, you know, the whole thing with the, the orphan boy. How he, he pretends to be an orphan it's child. Being, and it's I, being I was saying that I need to, to pretend people. to be a Floridian woman sometimes. And I just need you to play along. Just you're, like. really, you're really terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> Randy was giving me the signal. I was trying along, to be like, this like, is a great segue. Yeah, and you're like, this. I just, it's so stupid. I don't get it. Let's, uh, let's rewind. <laughs> you're, you're walking Phoenix in the beginning of the film when he's like, you know, he's putting up a fight so against gonna, it. Like, <laughs> just be normal. Just I'm be normal. Learn. Stop being so, turn it down. You know, when he's like not accepting. I'll eventually dreams. learn. You'll eventually get it. Maybe by the end of the podcast. <laughs> At the end of the movie that we've already watched. Because this is a podcast. About- <laughs> what did you think? Uh, we Well, by the way, we watched this, which I'm going to say this again. I think we've said it before. A24. Um, thank you for making your movies available. Yeah. Digitally. Good job, guys. And yeah. Because even though I know you're doing that probably more so for COVID reasons, it helps us because your movies don't we, play anywhere near we us. Actually, <laughs> so we actually get to see it. We actually get to see them. So thank you. Please continue to do so. It'd be great. Uh, you did trick me this time, though. They did They did get me this time because I went ahead and paid for it. Yes. And then on YouTube in my suggested things to watch was Come On, Come On, and I could have rented it from YouTube mm. for like, you know. One fourth, one fifth the cost. Yeah, you do need to maybe pay attention to that. That might have been a mistake. <laughs> so I, I don't know, like who's. Well, see, I don't you know don't when get the, you don't coming get the, to YouTube versus. That's the thing. A twenty four is going to be like, well, you don't get the pre show and the after show. 
which uh, I quite I quite like. For this one, I actually this did like one, it. The, I didn't. The lamb one that could, much for lamb. <laughs> well, I don't know. The lamb one. It's just weird. <laughs> just how much we talk about it. That was it's an experience on I its own. So, I yeah. guess. So you wouldn't get that with you two. At least I don't think you do. Uh, no, I'd imagine not. But yeah, it was just weird for it to already be out on YouTube. Yeah. Like I like I haven't looked, but I wouldn't imagine lambs on there yet. Probably yeah. won't be for another month or two or three. But Maybe yeah, it was, it was like advertising it. It was immediately after, and I was like, what? Yeah. Maybe it was advertising it, like, ahead of time. Like, you can pre-rent it, you know? Like, I'm getting advertisements right now for Dune saying I can buy Dune. Not I can I can pre-order it. But the ads say that buy it now. Like, watch it today. Oh, it wasn't a YouTube. It, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't an ad on YouTube. It was like a, hey, click this button, watch this yeah. movie right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. It was like a rent from YouTube. But, yeah, I was, I was really confused. I was like, that's quick. Uh, unless this movie came like had a staggered release, but then if it had a staggered release, I would imagine it would have been out on the A twenty four app, you know, a month ago rather than when we watched it Maybe a couple days ago. Yeah, they're giving people a chance to see it in theaters. They don't want to do first. That. They guess. don't want to do day of. So. Yeah, but they didn't do that for Lamb, which is know. why I'm kind of confused because Lamb seemed like it was right at the beginning. I think Come On, Come On is going to have a bigger audience than Lamb, and they're just holding it off in their own app. I think I think Come On, Come On is their is their prize pony for the year. I think they're gonna. I think they're prize pony. Really, prize pony for the year. I think. Well, I think this one, and then there's another one that's coming out, but I'm not sure if it comes out this year. I can't remember what it's called. It's it's about the woman who's like in multiple realities, and she meets alternate versions of herself, and then like becomes. No, it's actually the it's actually (laughs) the plot of the movie The One, starring Jet Li. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's but it's done with like an older, uh, not older, but like a woman, a middle aged woman. It looks really good. It looks like they just took the the premise of Jet Li's The One and just were like, we're just going to make it really good. Instead of fighting. Instead of like, I'm going to kill all of you, which actually she does fight some versions of herself. So you have to watch the trailer of it. I don't know what it's called though. If I suddenly jumped out in front of myself, I'm imagining I would. would just fight. (laughs) I would just be like, you imposter. Like, you're not me. I'm me. I know I'm me. And then I would just try to strangle that guy. Probably. Uh, Immediately. Yeah. I, I, no even, questions. It, no well, questions. Not, even, not even really the words like, hey, you're not me. I'm you know, like all that that I just <laughs> said. Not even that. Like that would immediately hit my brain. And that'd be like, choke this guy out. Immediately. Like immediately. And then I'd somehow still lose. Why do you think that is? Because I was going to make it really terrible. <laughs> no, I won't say that. Because uh, what's uh, what's a less terrible joke that I could make right now? I don't know what the first terrible joke uh, is. Yeah, so I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> even saying it out loud, some people are going to be like, oh, don't say that. Like, like, well, I don't mean it. That's all I <sighs> because I can't stand my, I don't know. Oh. I, well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think if there were another me, I probably wouldn't be friends with me. I don't. I think that's true of anybody. I, th- I think it. I think it is true of most people. But most people are like, no, I would. Yeah, yeah. but then I once you actually get to yourself. know yourself, you'll see your yeah. flaws and then start hating. And if I, but if there was someone right there, three feet away from me, with the exact same flaws, I think that would annoy me. Yeah, and to no end. Yeah, I mean, it's the immediately. Thing. I think it's just an extension of like, it's like an exaggerated version of your relationship with your parents. Like your parents do things that annoy the crap out of you, but if you like asked any close friend of yours, 
do I do They would be like, sort of yeah, you kind of do the same thing. And you don't <laughs> know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you're literally seeing it happen in front of you and you're in denial. Like, no, that person's abomination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must get rid of them. I'm not like that. Yeah. They must die. That type of thing. Yeah, I yeah. get it. And I would, yeah, I would see things, especially in the things that you dislike about yourself are the things that you hate in others. Yep. Uh, that's one of my uh, epiphanies. I found that to be true. When I, I, I think I was like 15 or 16 and I thought of that and I was like, I am the next Buddha. Like that just came out of my brain. <laughs> I was so happy about it. Yeah, it's like a deep, a deep truth. You, the things you dislike in yourself, you hate in other people. But that's why I wouldn't. That's why I think I wouldn't be friends with myself, because if I'm the same and he's the same, every like every little thing, <laughs> like even when I'm making a joke and like my friends, like you'll you will laugh. I think if there was another guy doing that and I was sitting here, I'd be like, oh, "Shut up right this now! I'm gonna so punch annoying. you in your mouth." <laughs> Laugh is stupid. You got five seconds to <laughs> shut up before I make you regret it. And then you would both be that way, though. Yeah, like we would both yeah, be we would. angry at each other. For, we, well, be really I would uncomfortable be, to hang out with both of you. We would be angry at each other for being angry at each other. Yeah. And, and like, uh, what's the INTP? So it's intu- intuition is how... Like relate to others instead of was it instead of sensing or instead of feeling one of those uh yeah so he's intuiting that I'm angry at him I'm intuiting that he's angry and then I'm angry because I think he's angry and then vice versa so it would just be con- it'd be like the worst brother relationship <laughs> like like w- when you were seven and you fought all the time with your brother. But now you're 30, and you actually have the capability to hurt each other pretty bad, <laughs> uh, and like send each other to the hospital <laughs> with a punch. Yeah, I think, it'd, I think it'd be terrible. I think it'd be. I still think it'd be fun to hang out with, but it it would always be like, oh, we're gonna fight. Like oh, he's gonna, I'm gonna do one thing. He's gonna punch me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to spend a thousand dollars in the hospital. But yeah, there's and there's also something weird about like I feel like that's a more ancient form of relationship. Is like this brotherly fighting, like tribal kind of thing. And then if, in a small enough tribe, you would hang out with that person who is so antagonistic because they're kind of the only one around your age. Mm-hmm. So you would end up being lifelong friends, even though you did constantly fight and always and they're always bickering and always like literally trading blows with each other. But yeah. there's some there's some, there's also something about like trading blows and then like being brotherly with each other and like that is its own form of camaraderie. Yeah, you would need you would need a third party to step in that you both equally respected. were annoyed or hated <laughs> and respected. And, well, and maybe not even respected, <laughs> but like it just annoyed or hated like that you saw as somewhat of an enemy. Oh, and then the so two of you are like enemy against them, okay. blood brothers like yeah. for life and then you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, but then as soon as you van- like vanquish that enemy, you're back at each other." Turn on each other again, immediately, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like to be a brother, basically. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. What do you think about when you think of the future? Uh I I like the I like the kids definition and I like how it uh contrasted with the two adults kind of living in the past. Mm-hmm. Especially not wanting to move on to the future because they're scared of it. To actually answer your question, what I, what I think of the future, I don't know. 
it to me it's an endless possibility of what could be but simultaneously like if i want something good to happen i have to get out and earn it mm-hmm. and it feels too hard mm. so it's like a weird optimism mixed with like a but that's not going to be what happens but i'm also like i mean i don't know this this to me is more like a a buddhist kind of thing like wherever you are in life don't struggle with it just be happy happiness isn't getting what you want it's being satisfied with what you already have and like not having any kind of urge to str- not even having any kind of urge to be- to make the predicament or the situation you're in better because you're because you can be so happy with where you're at mm-hmm. which can be a very negative thing sometimes Mm-hmm. But yeah, to me, what the future is, endless possibility coupled with like a willpower and like an eagerness to get it. And there's there's something in there that's like amazing. And then there's something that's horrific. And it's nothing good will come unless I chase it, unless I earn it. Mm-hmm. Earn, earn it seems more like a word, the the right word, uh, earning it. And I, I don't think, I don't think anyone on the planet has ever really earned anything i think i think anything anyone gets is half trying and half luck mm-hmm. uh, and like you can you can look at successful people and it's like i did this i earned this i made this happen but to me it's just like you you tried and you went towards the thing but half of what half of what you got was just it like smacking you in the face too uh and I really get kind of weirded out when we listen to successful people and ignore failures. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think there's just as much learn from someone who failed to do X as someone who succeeded at X. But yeah, we're always looking for a new celebrity, looking for a new, tell me how you did it. And it's, I mean, half the time that person's making up stuff like they don't know. Yeah. They just tried. <laughs> they tried and it worked out like listen to any actor it's like follow your dreams it's Gosh, like that it's not gonna yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna help a lot of people bud but I, I get that it worked for you and like you hit that struggle and you hit that like dark night of your soul and you had to convince yourself of that and that's the only way you attained it but it's still a lottery like it's still a crapshoot yeah so so what is the future some some horrible and awe-inspiring, beautiful mix of optimism and uh, negativity. <laughs> I don't know if it's negativity. It might, no, uh, it's more like a realism. Like you, realism you that you have to work yeah. for it. Even if, even if the work that you do fails, you still have to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would maybe, at least for me, change the, change the word earn and, and say it more like that you don't have to earn whatever that success is or whatever that, that future is that you want. Um, because I think you can earn it and not get it. Like you can, de- you can do the or, things yeah, you, you need could, to do I'd be okay and you that. deserve it, but then you don't get it. I still think you need to essentially just be in a place where you need to be prepared for it. Uh, I guess prepared, be prepared to receive it, whatever that might be. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We're getting into kind of a weird territory here, but like, I think, I don't know. That's a, uh, yeah, always being ready to receive whatever is going to come your way. Yeah, because it might still, you might put all of this work in 
and, and never and it get might, it. And never or get you it. Might, it might, you might turn out take bad. one step and it's just like, boom, like yeah. right in your face. Yeah. Exactly. Or or you might put on this work in in one area and then over on the left, something else wonderful happens in your life that then sort of derails your original plans and you're now okay with kind of hopping over there, moving yeah. in that direction. And you don't, ex- like, that's not expected either. That's, so it's like, yeah, that's, that's sort of like I, a hopefulness of like, like. I feel like my life has been, oh, I know what this next step is. Work here. And then that work always stacks up towards something, but it's something complete. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm working on track C and then track A is like, hey, flip all that work over here real quick. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, uh, okay. And then something wonderful happens because I did it or like, or, or like even whatever, I'll just see whatever track A is coming. And then I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then it's like, boom, like you, I have bettered my situation. But what I originally thought, I originally thought it was going to be, you know, track C. And it's yeah. just like, it'll, it'll seriously come out of nowhere. And it's never, I've never felt like, I'm so scared of stuff like, this is probably my biggest fear is like wasting time mm. or like wasting work. But it, uh, yeah, now looking back at it, I feel like I just had like some kind of weird uh, therapy moment. Like I, <laughs> I honestly, any work that I've ever put in, even if I didn't get the thing I started the work for, I feel like the work continued and still bo- and it. bore fruit in some other area. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really thought about that. That's really good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I can agree with that as well. I've seen that several times in my own life of just like putting a lot of effort into one thing and that thing just not coming to fruition and then feeling like, well, that was a waste of time. But then yeah. something else comes along and then just smacks you right in the it face. may not even directly <laughs> correlate with whatever you were doing, but there is like the energy that, like you said, the energy that you expended on that thing can then be translated. Or like what you learned way. on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Who you are now can is now ready for this other track. Like you said, it's kind of, yeah, that's, I, that's I was really weird. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's maybe what they're, I don't know if the, that's the whole, when that kid says, uh, that kid, do you remember that his name in the movie? Yeah. Jesse, Jesse. That's right. Sorry. We watched another movie in between then and now. So I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold on. What? Okay. Uh, yes, Jesse, Jesse, Johnny. And I don't remember the mom's name. The mom, the mom, yeah. his mom. The, and then the dad, uh, and dad. Yeah. So Jesse, yeah. He says, uh, that uh, life never ends up the way that we planned it mm-hmm. or the future never looks like the way we planned it. Um, it's always something completely unexpected and, and unimaginable. Um, and he says that in a way that's not like, Oh, it's the best, but it's like, it will never look like anything you can imagine. If you imagine it, it will not happen that way. It will happen some other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm obviously, I'm putting words into his mouth when I say that, but that's essentially kind of what he's getting at. And it's like, I've, I've I think, I found that to be true most of the time. Yeah. It was like, oh man, if I ever, I mean, it's like the, I like, I do this thing sometimes where I will, will role play situations in my life that have not happened yet in my own head where I'll just kind of like put myself in a situation that could happen and play it out just to kind of see what the possibilities might be. And sometimes that role play goes in a positive direction, at least a direction that I think would be positive. And other times it goes in a direction that I would think, oh, that's kind of sucky. And I don't think it's, if that situation has ever happened in real life, I don't think it's ever happened the way that I've role-played it at all. Yeah. Because I'm only one person and I'm not, there's so many other contributing factors to how life plays out. But Yeah, even even getting to the point where your imagination could possibly come true mm-hmm. is not up to you. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, uh, 
What is so you made a joke uh before we started watching the film about like how we should take bets on oh, who, who, who was gonna cry yeah. first type of thing. <laughs> Um, I uh, I kind of surprised myself. I figured I would cry. I didn't. It yeah, didn't I, reach that part of me. Yeah, I um, I cried right at the end. <laughs> it was like right at the end. So well, um, I mean, maybe you'd have won then. <laughs> maybe I would have won. <laughs> well, if you didn't cry at all, then we're good. So you win. Well, but your like, wife saw some parts of it, and then uh, we were watching it with a friend. Maybe you did. I'm trying to remember the exact moment. I think it was right around the time that I think it might have actually been Jesse's line, like in that uh, when he was recording himself. Part it was either that or it was when, features. or it was when Johnny hears what he says. I think it was when Johnny hears. Yeah, what he that says. was a little later on. Yeah, he, the um, his little speech was near the middle. Yeah, yeah, and that was definitely a good moment. Uh, it just didn't. I don't know. To me, it wasn't a crying moment. It was. I don't know if it was meant to be sad. It just hit me. Yeah, I could, I could see that, but it didn't. I'm wondering what kind of crier I am. Definitely sad. I don't know that I would happy cry. I don't know that I would happy cry. I don't know if it was a happy cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I, I would. I didn't think of it as a happy thing at the time. I don't know that I would overwhelmed cry. Mm. I'll definitely sad cry. But it, it wasn't like a sad sort of thing. So, mm. so it's not going to get me. I don't, well, maybe. I'm guessing. I don't know. Can anyone ever truly know themselves, Randy? Uh, I suppose not. <laughs> not in our limited time on this planet. I really like this movie. I um, do too. And I've watched a lot, I've listened to a lot of people talk about it, and they're all talking about how they're upset because they feel like it won't get any Oscar awards. Interesting. Why um, would they feel like it wouldn't? I'm wondering why they feel like it would. Oh, I assume, honestly, I thought, afterwards I thought, oh, well, I... I could very easily see uh, the kid who plays Jesse getting a supporting actor. Uh, he's like, I mean, I, honestly, he's like the best kid was, actor I've ever it was, seen. It was, yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent terrific. And like he, better, and he definitely. Like, I haven't seen this good since since Room um, as a kid actor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah now you're it now feels you, on par. Now with you're that, so bringing like, a movie that made me tear up. Uh, <laughs> oh God, when he in the back of that truck and he's yeah. like getting out for the first time. Oh, oh, I had to stop the movie. Like, I couldn't see. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine being in that situation? Like, just an entirely new thing that you've never seen any of this, and you're just mm-hmm. like, please help. Like, someone please help me. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah. No, uh, just as good of acting. I, j- I just don't feel like it's that. That's um, really the only one I that I thought. Like and maybe big of a story. Maybe cinematography. I mean, I think the whole thing's excellent. I just, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't a feel typical like, film that you would see at the Oscars. Yeah, Oscars to me are going to, I don't know, it's going to be a bigger story. And this was a small story. There's nothing wrong with telling a small story. But it's just when you start out telling a small story, you're definitely not like, I'm going to get some Oscars out of this. <laughs> like like when he sat down and wrote it, he he didn't think to himself, I don't think Oscars. But like that wasn't even a thought. He like yeah, but 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 all like the coming for all like the YouTube people are like it's not even gonna be considered and I'm angry about it because I mean like it's not it's just not that type of movie Mm -hmm. uh, that I would even think would be would even be on the table. But who knows? At like the 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 Academy is like, oh, we definitely got to give one to come on, come on. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, (laughs) I mean, come Come on. on. Uh, No, the kid's great. And even the we had at our the little screening app 
that yeah. we watched it on. The little kid was was the pre screen uh, entertainment, I guess, and was the they did like an interview with him eating an ice cream Sunday afterwards, and he's like the the coolest, most grown up little British kid. And yeah, I mean, even who he came across as in the interview was just like, this kid's unreal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he like, there's definitely a fine line when it comes to kid actors of like, you have those, I feel like most kid child actors, they they tend to be <laughs> very aware of their skill. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes them feel like they have this, they, they almost have this importance this feeling of importance around them. Like they feel like I <laughs> have something to offer to the world and they know it. I'm, I'm and, allowing you. To and so humility is you not like a, a thing that they, it's not a muscle that they've, yeah. you know, worked out yet. And so, um, I feel like he's a 40 get, year old. Sometimes man. you can get vibe. Like they'll say something that feels like, Oh, that's pretty wise beyond their years. But then you get a vibe of like, Someone else said it. Or or that they're they're just like, yeah, they got it from somebody else and they sort of took it as their own. And, like, you kind of get these, like, oh, man, you're going to be insufferable <laughs> when you're, like, you're like four years older. Um, I didn't get those vibes from this kid. And uh, I feel bad. I don't know his name offhand. But, but he was great. Uh, even just in that interview, he was, like, just the way he talked was, like, pretty chill. And he was just, it didn't seem like he was, I don't know, putting on an air or anything like that. Yeah. I was just really impressed that any anytime people do accent work, Maybe maybe American accents are easy. I don't know, but I just I'd never. His was spot on. <laughs> I had and no even, clue that even he was... in the interview he did another. Yeah, he did another one. like a different American accent, <laughs> yeah. just copying somebody that talked to him one day, mm-hmm. and it was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I loved his diss too. Just like yeah, in Britain we don't we just say hi. <laughs> we don't care what you sound like. <laughs> oh wow, you have an accent. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> um, I love. I think, well, I love Walking Phoenix. I'm always ready for anything he's in. But I uh, particularly love when he's, it's kind of refreshing when he's not playing someone who is insane. Um, <laughs> Although I, he does play that very well. He does it very well. I really like, uh, I really like him in The Master. It's probably my favorite performance by him. What are you saying that's not insane? No, I, I think he's he's a little crazy in that. Okay. I don't know if insanity is the right word, but he definitely has some some issues. Uh, and I think I'd the say Joker at least like military shell shocked. Yes, at yeah, least. there's a lot of stuff. Like yeah. that. So that's what I'm saying. Not not necessarily insanity. Like he's not crazy, but he's definitely been through a lot. He's seen a lot. And the Joker is sort of an extension of that character. So it's sort of just like more, but to you know the nth degree. And but uh, I just I like. And let's be honest, walking in real life, he's kind of a he's kind of an odd. Odd duck. Yeah, is he or is that all an act? Yeah, who knows? But I'm just saying he's just kind of he's kind of an odd duck. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Just that he just kind of is. So when he plays like I'm almost even more impressed when he plays people that seem really down to earth. Yeah, like oh he's really putting because on a it's show like right wow he, yeah, exactly like I'm like <laughs> like I know that you don't like act this. Well, I don't know, but I I would assume you don't act this way in real life. You get and I've only I guess I've only ever seen him in interviews and like, you know, when he's at the, uh, the Academy Awards and stuff and, and yeah. he's just, maybe that's just not his vibe. I would, I would assume he puts off this super, I would really love to just see what he's like, like to, super weird persona. And then in the, in the attempt that people in real life will be like, yeah, that's not hang out with him. Yeah. And then he's, and then like, he's like at home his. going, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I think. Maybe. But. Yeah. And maybe that's true. I don't know. 
But either way, I really like when he plays characters like this. I think uh, one of my favorite films is uh, the movie Her. And it's it's not, I think after I saw it, I, I told a friend, I said, it's not my favorite movie, but I think it might be the best movie. <laughs> like, like it's, yeah, it's, it feels like something I would say. It's, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I can't find any fault in it. Like it is so perfect from so many perspectives. And um, yeah, I love that movie. And this movie almost feels like a sister film to it, even just with the subject matter. And the the tone uh, and even his performance, the characters feel, feel very similar. It's got this very chill, very relaxed pacing. There's not a lot of drama. The drama that is there is all very interpersonal. It's not like not a lot at stake yeah. beyond the relationship between the characters. And they just sit and take their time. Like I love the scenes with Jesse just wearing the headphones and carrying the shotgun mic around this little recorder and just like <laughs> listening to different sounds. And yeah, I loved all that. Well, I want uh, 30 more minutes of that and yeah. three more hours. Honestly, give Spider me like, Man talking to Spider give Man. me a, uh, <laughs> like a screensaver, like background thing. Like, you know, like the Apple thing where they, the drone yeah. footage of the city, like, give me, give me something like that. But it's like 30, 40 minutes of Jesse just walking around a city Listen with his microphone with his mic. and you have the audio, you know, you, the audio pans with, you know, where you, Wherever he points the microphone, that's what we're hearing. <laughs> I'm I'm there for that. Give me that bonus feature, please. Five, I'll put that on my TV. I'll offer five dollars for such a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I will spend five dollars, <laughs> a crisp five dollar bill, to you, sir. Yeah, I love the way the movie felt. Like even just looking at it, there's so many. I know, in particular, I'm a really big fan of of wide shots with small focal points what i mean by that is like like there's a shot in the film that's pretty far away it's at an intersection it's early on and he's in i think it's when he first arrives in la and uh the focus of it is the taxi or the uber arriving at the location but it's really far from the camera yeah but everything in the shot is sort of like drawing your attention to that spot and he's super tiny and yet even though the shot is so far away that it's so wide uh, and the way they, you know, the, the lines of the street are all pointing towards them and then the street lights help to illuminate them and the way they use shadow and stuff around the edges of the frame that just works really nicely to kind of like create just a really beautiful image. And I really like that kind of stuff. And this movie does a really good job of yeah, and we just should, composition. We, we should point out that it's in black and white too. Yeah, it is in black and white. So it's not so like color distracting and it really draws you more they play really well at drawing your eye where they want you to look. Yeah. I uh, mean, you do that with color too, but I, yeah, but right. they I did it with like, I don't know, texture. Yes. You're uh, not as distracted by the, uh, saturation of, of the, of the color. You're focused more on, on the light and the, yeah, it's and the composition. Also, and it's still stupidly pretty. Like it's oh, still, yes. it's very beautiful. A, uh, I think it's the same cinematographer as a marriage story. Is it? I think so. Yeah. And I that was good too. That was good too. Even if, even <laughs> if it was hard to watch. It's <laughs> like, so you two, stop yelling at each other and just kiss each other. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Something else I found interesting was was this film's that there's a few. It, it, ha, it sort of had this like through line of the story of Jesse and and Johnny um, and their relationship, but we would take breaks to do these interviews with the kids. And then these phone calls between Johnny and his sister. And there's this like sort of 
like parallel theme that's going on as these two sort of work through their differences and, and their relationship. And then they find similarities and things like that. Uh, but there's also this other thing going on uh, that, that's really just kind of exploring what it means to be a mother in our world today. And I mean, there's lots, lots of the film asks questions almost directly at times of like, why do we expect mothers to be uh, the people who produce joy and innocence and, and sort of like create a safe space for children to grow up in when they themselves have also like undergone so much trauma, like when they have gone through so much awful and they've seen that the world is not like this. Why do we expect them to then turn around and create this, this like safe space for somebody else? Like why do we leave that responsibility to them? And I thought that was an interesting question. And there seemed to be a lot of exploration of what it means to be a mother, but it was from the perspective of two men, a child and a brother and a brother who was also dealing with the death of his mother. Um, and the death of their mother was a, was something that sort of like created a schism between the two of them throughout the film that they refer back to. But I thought that was an interesting um, way into that conversation. I don't really know if I have anything else more to say about it. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a cool little introspective. I think people... <laughs> to actually answer your question. <laughs> I don't know if I had a question. I just had a... <laughs> to actually answer the society's question. I don't know. I think sometimes we take things on as our responsibility, whether it is or not. Who in the world would create such a place for any other person? How could they? I don't know. I just feel like that's something that's not even real, that maybe the kid just perceives. Like the innocence is in the kid's perception. The world is the world. Mm. Um, and once you grow well, up, yeah, I think they just you do it. view it in a different way. I don't know that there was ever a safe space created because kids get cancer, kids die, kids are abused. Nothing's fair. It's I don't just, know if they're saying a, that they're always successful. Well, it. I just mean like it's any even if it is successful, it's just it's inherent within the perception. And, but I feel, but what I'm also trying to say is like adults maybe take that on as something to strive for, as something they could even attempt to do. When it's really not something you could ever do. And I'm not saying you're not working for it. You're not wasting effort for it. You're not trying. You're not striving. But even in, in doing that, I don't think I don't think all that striving accomplishes anything or, or at least not a lot. Well, um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's not something that's sustainable. I think you can succeed at it, but not forever. I think a I think, uh, child's life... Especially like your child, I think uh, adults think they have a lot more control of their child's life than they probably do. Probably, yeah. So it's like you would think it's your responsibility to provide for your daughter, like all this stuff, food, blah, blah, blah. But once she's, what, four, she's going to kindergarten. She's spending eight hours a day with someone you maybe never met, uh, some kindergarten teacher, who's probably nice and it's probably awesome. But that kindergarten teacher at that point has as much, assuming your kid sleeps for a third of the day and mm -hmm. is at school a third of the day, is only with you then for a third of the day. And really a lot of that is fast time, food time, a lot of other time. So you're real, like the kindergarten teacher's getting more face-to-face -face time with your kid than you are probably. And at that point, friends start sprouting up and like friends are inputting into that kid's life. The teachers inputting into the kid's life, 
all the faculty at the school, all the rest of the people, the weird guy on the corner who you call like, well, that's Crazy Bob. Don't that's talk to Crazy, crazy Bob. Bob. And then like you do talk to Crazy Bob one time. <laughs> you know, that was 10 minutes of the day that wasn't with your parents. So, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying all this adds up. I really don't see, uh, I, I, even like CPS and stuff, like we'll blame the parent. Obviously, a parent can fail at like providing a space for a child, but I don't think it's 100% on that parent. Sure. I think there are other things that are definitely going to impact, but I think that that third I think it'd that, be just that they're much, getting yeah. is probably much more intentional towards their child or children. And, I mean, even in the film, they talk about how Jesse asked Johnny, like, am I going to be like my dad? Like, am I going to not just, like, like him personality-wise, but am I going to have the same yeah, like, mental uh, yeah, problems movie, that my dad bipolar, has? Yeah. And he says, I think he says yes, but he says, but, like, you're going to be, like, you're going to have the same struggles as him, but you, because of your mom, are going to, you are much better equipped, better equipped yeah. to face those issues than your dad ever was. And he's like, and you're going to be fine because of it. I think that's kind of what they're getting at is like, it's like his mom is basically someone who sacrificed, put everything into that. And because of that, essentially that safe space, that those habits that she's formed that he's so, you know, struck, stuck on and fixated on. I mean, he's got basically some sort of like Asperger's or something like that, where he's like, you know, this Saturdays are when I get to be loud. Like, it's like, you don't change my schedule, my schedule, you know? And that's kind of how he, he's, his, he is, and so his mother like gives him. I autistic. Uh, I, I, mean, I talked about it with my wife afterwards, and she was like, "Yeah, these things are all like pretty typical of autism, and so um, of like sort of like having to stick to things and not changing things from the way that bipolar is like." Yeah, not I felt like that was that her way. maybe just in, like insisting upon a routine. I don't think it was her so much. I, th- I think she wanted routine, but you can even see that like she's like when he talks about the orphan thing. She's like, yeah, just kind of go along with it. Like, it's not like something she made up. (laughs) It's something he came up with. (laughs) And she probably had to learn to deal with it as well. And she gets to a point where it's like, yeah, it's weird, but you know what? It's his thing. And so, yeah, I don't know that I read that as autism either. Uh, Well, I don't think him role playing is necessarily autism. I think it's just just his. He's like, he's exhibiting several coping mechanisms. (laughs) Yeah, he's got lots of coping mechanisms that I think maybe some his mom has introduced. There's a few that they. You know, the Jesse talks Johnny through. He's like, we do it this way, and this is this thing. But I think other ones, like the uh, the role-playing and stuff like that, I think are all creations from, from Jesse's own imagination. Um, pretending to be an outsider to his own life helps him sort of get a better perspective of it, um, especially when he has so much chaos, you know? Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I, th- I, I just read that as more like his mom was super uh, intense about setting up for this life so there were no unknowns because she's scared of it i think i mean i think that's probably true as well i think there's probably a combination of the two and then you see him come out of that once you get to new york it's like hey what do you want to do i want to go eat italian and i'm gonna eat ice cream it's like no you have to eat the spaghetti first it's like yeah i'm gonna eat the ice cream and then later Mm -hmm. on in the night he's completely out of the routine and he can't fall asleep but I mean, I don't know, it's kids. <laughs> I mean, that is kids, yes. Yeah, for sure. We actually got off on, on my daughter's routine today. What happened? By one hour. Uh-oh. Just, just stuff, you know, life gets in the way. <laughs> and, and it's like, all right, this is our day now. 
Just know, everything's so. one out. Just go around your whole house yeah. and set everything behind. One yeah. <laughs> we might as well fully commit. Yeah, basically. Do you think? I think I made this comment before that it was. I felt like this was uh, this American Life, the movie, um, because it felt just like an episode of a, a little of bit this American yeah. Life, a little bit like we were following Ira Glass around on but, this day. But day. also, I would like. I feel jacked. That it was an hourglass. That it was an hourglass. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel cheapskated. Yeah, his, um, there's something about his voice where, it, like, I'll hear it for three seconds, and I'm just like, <laughs> hourglass, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll sit there smiling like an idiot the whole time he's talking. I'm like, yeah. just, just say more things. Just keep talking. Uh, that's funny. I like hourglass. He's one of those people, though. He his voice is bigger than his how he looks. Yeah. So like when I realized, presence, yeah, yeah, when I f- first saw him, like actually what he looked like, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, Your brain's just like, I'm just going to put not. that away. You don't, it's not going to work for me. There's nothing wrong with what you look like, Hourglass, but it's just, it just doesn't fit. Whereas like uh, someone like Radiolab, uh, Jad Appenbrown is, uh, he looks to me like exactly That's like exactly his right. Yeah. So it does, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. But anytime I see, uh, Hourglass, I'm like, no, that's not that's not what Hourglass looks like. <laughs> yeah, I, wonder, I wonder what our listeners think we look like before they've seen us. Or like, I've, I was drive through at Starbucks for a while, and sometimes I would answer, and people would come around. Uh, and like, oh. <laughs> And they'd be like, was that you? I'd be like, that? yeah. <laughs> you are not what I thought you looked like. And I was like, thank you? I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> that's funny. That is not, I was very wrong. <laughs> it was like, uh, I don't know if I'm offended right now or not. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh, some radio DJs growing up. And then it's like, come on down to the Peppers uh, parking lot. We'll be here all day. And then like going and seeing that guy. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, hi, I'm looking for the uh, the DJ, uh, this guy. I'm looking for a Louie. Yeah, it's me. It's, and then like they talk and you're like. <laughs> no, no, no. That's definitely you. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what happened? Yeah. Louie's voice came out of your mouth. That's not right. <laughs> I'm Louie. I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. You're much fatter than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like that Wolfman Jack thing from uh, uh, American Graffiti. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Give me your uh, one to cheesecake factory. Are we already there? I don't know. We, don't have, we, we can keep talking about it afterwards. I just want to just throw it out there. Let's start the um, I don't know. What would it be? This is going to be a hypothetical for me. It's going to be if I was in a town, I don't know, small town or big town. <laughs> I guess big town. If I was in a big town that I could walk to a restaurant that was really close to where I lived, and that restaurant was very common for me to go to, but was also really good, but like diner good, not like a Gordon Ramsay restaurant good, like like super diner good. That is, come on, come on. <laughs> Just so, somewhere where like you live there, but it's it's super good, and you're, you're it's kind of unfair to other people because it's so good. But you're used to it, yeah, yeah. There's, I don't, I don't know what it is about that, but that's my rating. Yeah, it's unfair that you're used <laughs> to the higher level of good. I'm gonna give it a weird one right now. It's kind of a combo, but I'm gonna give it a a Marie Callender's slash <laughs> Black Bear Diner. Okay, 
Did Marie Callender's prepare or so the Black Bear Diner prepare? Here's the reason why. You know, the guys they continually ask these kids the question of like, what do you think you know, what do you think of when you think of the future? And I can't help but immediately when I when I'm when I hear that question, I myself can't help but immediately think of the past and then go, Okay, what has happened before to help me figure out what's going to happen ahead? And that makes me think of Marie Callender's because for whatever reason that was like my family's restaurant that we went to whenever we were like let's go out with the grandparents we went to marie calendars marie calendars is a restaurant it is yeah marie calendars i know you can find their frozen pies and stuff like that no it's a restaurant it's like a family food it's like a family restaurant yeah they do have their pies sort of like ratatouille where like the food gets you know the frozen dinners and you sell them in the free but there's actually a really big frozen food person too marie calendars yeah i would yeah, say almost, almost as big stuff. as stouffer's and stuff yeah yeah when their restaurant i'm not sure i haven't really seen their restaurants around too much anymore but back when i was a kid they were it was it was a nice place i thought it was good they do have really good pies and uh that's where i first tried french apple pie which i really liked when i was younger What's ma- what makes it french i don't actually know what makes it french but it's good <laughs> <laughs> wait um, you're telling me american pies <laughs> american apple pies are different than french apple pies so, yeah, so uh, Marie Callender's. Hold on. <laughs> the French apple pie is just an American apple pie, but when you ask to put cheese or, like, or like uh, ice cream on top of it, they just say no, no. and that's what makes it French. <laughs> no. No, no, uh, no, no. Absolutely not. It's oh, it's a French apple it pie. To do with My the, bad. It has to do with the, the crust, <laughs> the way the crust is, is cooked in the top. You should have told me it was a French apple pie. I would have known I couldn't ask. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't So, at least I remember the quality of the food, no matter really what you got, being like pretty big portions. Uh, there was a lot of it. It was always good. Um, and it makes me think about life when I was younger and how things tended to be bigger, feel bigger than they were, and have more life to them. They were like more flavor, more. Um, color, more vibrance to it when you're younger, when you're growing up and the world is like new to you and you're constantly discovering new things. Well, that Marie Callender's that we went to all the time is no longer there. It, the building is there, and but it was replaced with a place called Black Bear Diner, which is essentially oh, okay. a same, like a similar restaurant. It is a like cabiny themed like lots of wooden bear statues around like old country country <laughs> breakfast place that's also got some chicken fried steak and and all that kind of stuff well my family also likes this place now this place came in when i was gone i already moved away and so they sort of like became like started to love this place after i left well i only discovered it when i came back and we went there once or twice with you know, like when i was there for holidays or something they're all staring at and, you, wondering no, if you no. like it as much. <laughs> no, like, I mean, their, I menus, their menus are newspapers, <laughs> you know? It's like that kind of place. That's kind of cool. Um, there's nothing really wrong with it, but it doesn't taste anywhere near as good as anything Marie Callender's had. Or like at least the food not, in general. At least not your nostalgia for it. Right. Yeah. Um, and th- to me, that's kind of like, so It's it sort of represents like that that conflict between you know, the past and how I see the past and how I see the future. And, and there's sort of like, as you grow older, there's this realism that comes into play that sort of balances out the uh, bright-eyed um, wonder that we uh, see the future with, you know, when, we, we, when we're young and we kind of think everything is going to 
play out the way that we think it is, oh, yeah. the way we plan it. And then the Black Bear Diner side is like, no, it's going to happen in ways that you don't imagine, you know? Marie Callage isn't always going to be there. It's going to get replaced with If only my Black teacher in fifth grade would have told me, I'm not going to make it to the NBA. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and win a Tony and an Oscar in the same year. It could still happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I know that was long-winded, but when is anything I say not long-winded? Uh, when our editor cuts it down. Oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, and then you've been I, talking even for then, twenty even seconds, then. and you're like, "So long, winded." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> she just goes in. She's like, "Enough, enough, Randy." Uh, I probably get cut more than anything. She's like, "That was offensive." I'm down. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no way, I'm leaving that in. Not if I want to keep making these. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, she's, like, looking out for herself. Yeah, That's why I can't be like, offensive. People are going to look to me and be like, <laughs> that editor left that in. I can't believe you left that. Yeah, just cut it to be safe. I Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, cut it to be safe. She tends to cut whenever we talk about her out, so. Does she really? She really wants to remain anonymous. Anonymous. I don't think I've said your name. So she pro- this probably won't make it to air. Uh-oh. <laughs> But she still has to sit and listen to it. And she's like, when are they going to stop? stop talking about me? <laughs> she's like hovering over the end button to yeah. cut. She's like, okay, so they're still talking. Uh, they're still go- They're still talking. Still talking. Wait, what? The what button? The I'm imagining there's just like a button you hold to mark. Oh, I thought you said the N button, as in like N is in Nancy. Like I was like, what editing software are you using that N is where you, what cuts things? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, one you can remap it to anything. Well, yes, but what is? Yeah, you know. So. In in my mind, it was like a space bar for a mark. Were you a Final Cut guy? Yes. Yeah. And now that I don't have the money for Final Cut, <laughs> My I'm Final a, Cut's so I'm cheap. A nothing now. guy. Final Cut's so cheap. Uh, I mean, it's like four or five hundred up front. Three hundred. Is it? Well, three hundred flat. Three hundred. All right. All right. You know how much Adobe costs for? <laughs> it's like three hundred for two months. <laughs> yeah. For, well, per month, isn't it now? Everything. Nah, it's like one hundred fifty for month for the whole package. I don't know. Somewhere around there. It's not. It's not cheap. You, you can get you can get most of it for ninety nine a month. Yeah, but it's not everything, everything. Not their whole suite. Yeah, but uh, the last time I even edited something was not this decade. (laughs) In a while. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year. It will be one that I want to go back and watch from time to time. Yeah, I'm one I'm that's a question doing these that I seem to ask myself a lot is would I go back and rewatch it? Most of the movies we've I done are I, I let me actually let's think about this for at least for me the ones I know that I'm going to rewatch are Dune, uh, what's it called? Uh, no Time to Die. This one, come on, come on. Uh, I might rewatch The Matrix at a certain point, but oh, not pro- soon. Yeah, probably not for me. And I do. I mean, this wouldn't be a rewatch for me, but I do want to see The Humans. I still I haven't said, watched it. I said probably not for me, and I considered watching it today. Nice. What? You know what? My wife does what want to see it. What sort of weird lie was My that? My wife, do, I, I kind of described the movie to her, and she was like, actually, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> and I was like, so if she watches it and I'm around, I'll probably watch it and with watch her. It yeah. I might watch The Power of the Dog again. If I was watching it with some other people. Yeah, that would, to me I is a I'd different question. 
Uh, I'll rewatch any movie with people. Yeah, that's true. You usually like if someone went, "Hey, Venom loves car." Like, <laughs> I am out. I'm out. This is a rare time where I'm going to say no. <laughs> Uh, I got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to leave right now. And yeah, there's a couple of movies where I would just be like, no. But I would all any movie that I kind of even okay liked. That's why I was like, let's watch that. I'd watch it again. But me picking a movie to watch again is just like I never really do that. And even even considering watching The Matrix today. It was, I don't, I don't know why I wanted to watch again. D- to see the parts that I didn't see all at once, just all at once. So maybe like the first 30 minutes. Yeah. For me, it's about different perspective. Like ha- after having seen it once with certain yeah, things that you I bring in that. with your, you know, baggage that you bring in, you sort of view it a certain way. And then or, it's always or, yeah, nice even to me see trying it. to watch it from your perspective. To Fresh, where. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would maybe go back and watch old again for that. Like choose to watch. Old I do again. want to see old again, but I'm going to give it a little while though before I do. I don't normally watch oh, yeah. James Bonds again, but that was a good one. I I I could see bringing this movie up. Come on, come on, and be like, "Have you seen it? It's a really good one. Let's watch it." Yeah, but for me to sit down and watch it on my own, I don't think so. Mm. But maybe I don't know. It also like. Future Jeremiah, he's a different guy. He's a different person. <laughs> who knows what he's going to Yeah, who, like. kn- who literally knows what that guy even thinks. Just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to watch this. And I know past Jeremiah would disagree with it. <laughs> That's when you know you've changed. But he, but he's not here right now. <laughs> he's not here. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, there's, there's been movies that I honestly wouldn't watch, wouldn't plan to watch again. And then I've opened Netflix. It's like, oh, they got that movie now. I guess I'm watching it. Like, and it, like it, it'll just like strike me and strike my fancy that day. When it, if you'd have been like, are you gonna watch this movie again? I'd be like, nah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. not. I feel like that's always happened when I've been with people that I just I didn't want to say no to them, so I felt bad. So I was just like, I guess I'm just gonna suffer you. through this again. <laughs> I don't, unless it's Venom. Let there be carnage. Venom, then I, venom, then I, uh, gonna get them with the venom. Gotta make some choices about your friendships at that point. <laughs> this is a really good movie. And you're like, oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought I knew who you were. You seen Venom? <laughs> we're not friends anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. That's how one movie ended my relationship with my best friend. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Go see this film if you haven't seen it already. It's wonderful. Uh, it's really enjoyable. And, uh, you know, wait, be thinking about yourself. What do wait, you, what do you, wait what do you think about the future? When, when you think of the future, what do you think about? Wait, I'm probably not even actually getting that question correct. It's probably think about worded a lot differently, and I'm, like, butchering it. But, but that's what we remember from the But the, the idea is the same. From watching it two days ago. <laughs> we actually watched and recorded Matrix. Yeah. We actually watched and recorded The Matrix in between seeing this film and recording the episode. Yeah, so we were a little little off. but So maybe maybe you're watching Come On, Come On, and you're like, they didn't say that at all. Well, it was two days ago for us, you and know what? that's what we remember. You can correct us. With your own podcast. With your own podcast. <laughs> God dang it. Get your own stuff. Start a, <laughs> a rival podcast. We rival each other. And call it This is about movies. Ooh. 
and uh, then that's we'll talk. Really, that's really close to our uh, then trademark. We'll talk. <laughs> then we'll talk. Just make sure you like italicize the is in there is. so that people know. Or or put like d- definitely. And don't put a question mark it. at the end of it. Yeah, exclamation point. Yeah. This is about movies. Yep. And just use the inverse like colors of our logo. So the logo be, can be the same. Which is actually one of our proposed just, logos. It was really close. Yeah, there you go. So You had like the red, that red one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Hey, yeah, Nick, you know what? Next Sunday, you go, you go find this movie and you watch it on a Sunday afternoon and you have yourself a little, a little happy time, a little melancholy think. And then you, this movie's done, and you're just staring at the credits, and you're like, that was a wonderful time. You can write us a thank you letter. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, find us on uh, whatever social media that we have out there. Because yes. we're, we're definitely doing We're that. still working on something. Uh, we mentioned and, this last episode, but we are working on something. We made can, progress. Tell us thank you. Today. It'll be soon. Sometime 2022. Or if you hated it, you know, you can tell us you hate it. I like I like being called wrong and I like being called right. I have fun either way. Uh, more more. If you told me I'm right, I'm probably gonna like that. I like arguing too. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Come on.